There's a chutney that's described as having a cult following. Jenny's Kitchen's tamarind chutney was first made on Waiheke Island in 1998 by Jenny Stewart and is now found in shops around the country. The inspiration behind the chutney came from a trip to Fiji, where Jenny and her husband Hilton were introduced to the tamarind fruit. It's a brown fruit that starts sour and becomes sweeter as it ripens. Once they'd perfected the recipe, Jenny and Hilton started selling their chutney at the Waiheke Island markets. The pair sold the company to Kathy Knight and Grant Hunter in 2014, and the recipe stayed the same. Kathy's in the Auckland studio. Good morning. Hi, Catherine. Good morning. So no pressure then when you take something this beloved and uh, you are the stewards. Um, you've been at it for a decade, though, so you're getting something right. I think we are. Um, we were definitely queried by many people when we bought the business about um, making sure we didn't change a thing, which we were too scared to do, and we obviously haven't. <laughs> Um, were you? What was your background before this? Um, when it comes to food, because you, you know chutneys, they are of, of of all kinds of foods. One where that individual personal touch can make quite a difference. What was your background in food? None. Excellent. <laughs> um, neither of us. Although um, Grant had worked for a multinational food company in the grocery sector, but um, obviously nowhere near the kitchens there either. Um, so no, neither of us. I guess I guess I'm an interested foodie and have loved food, which is probably um, what led me to discover it and be excited with the product when I first tasted it. But no, no commercial food experience at all. So did you have your own Jenny moment where you tasted it for the first time and oh, loved it so much you bought the company? That's exactly how it went. Um, we had long loved Waiheke Island. Um, you know, back in the 90s when it was full of, you know, all those artistic bohemian types, you could still buy a section for $20,000. Um, we would go, we would always go to the market because that's where the island comes together, really. That's where you find all these fabulous people doing all these fabulous things. And then it was probably late in the 90s that we went into the hall and found this um, older lady with this tamarind chutney. Uh, like most people, I had no idea what tamarind was. And tried it and had, you know, an oh my God sort of a moment because it was just so exceptional. And um, from then on, we couldn't visit the island without, you know, stashing stuff in our, some in our bags to take back home. What's so particular about the flavour? How do you describe it? Tamarind itself has a very distinctive flavour, so um, hard to get your head around, but you're thinking of a cross between a date and a lime. So you have that very distinctive limey soury note but it has a, a depth of flavour like a date so that's kind of a weird um, combo and then in the chutney um, we're adding in some Indian spicings and some chilli so it's a big rich flavour um, with as it sort of goes with everything it's amazing. So this was Jenny's story on this holiday where she came across the fruit. And did she design the original recipe? Was she taught how to make the, the chutney while she was away, or did she work through that and, and workshop no, it herself? She went on holiday to Fiji and discovered tamarind there. And um, I'm not sure how she tasted it, uh, quite possibly in a chutney itself. And when she came back to to Waiheke, she was um, pretty smitten with the flavour, and so she managed to source some tamarind and just brewed it up, threw bits and pieces into a pot until it tasted good enough. And then um, she was pretty happy with it. Her friends and her family just told her it was too good to keep to herself and that she should be taking it to the market, which she did. 
And on that first time at the market, I believe she sold about 40 jars. Oh, and at this point, I do need to say hello to Jenny and Hilton. I know she's that. listening in. I know they're listening in. I Hi. know they will be listening in. That's, Absolutely. That's, that's, that's for sure. Probably just about time for cheese and crackers and chutney and something nice for lunch. Um, but it's, it's versatility is actually the point. And talk a little bit more about the versatility of cooking with tamarind throughout um, Southeast Asia, India, for example. Just how versatile is it? It's amazing. Um, as far as different cultures, they all use it entirely differently. So in New Zealand, you might have met it in an Indian restaurant. It will be what you dip your samosa into. It's probably darker than our chutney and much runnier. It's also found in New Zealand commonly in things like pad thai. Thai restaurants use it a lot. Or thais, thai people use it a lot in fish and seafood curries. Um other parts of the world, and it does go right around the equator, so it's all around the world, use it entirely differently. Um, I think the most unique is probably in Mexico where they make a weird kind of a sweet out of it. It's weird to me anyway. It, it's a, it's a, like a boiled sweet and it has that sour and it has that depth of flavour and then they add salt and they add sugar and they add chilli and it takes some getting your head around. Um, but what we've found is that the tamarind chutney, because it's so well balanced, is um, amazing to cook with. And originally, like many people, we sort of started with, you know, the, the cheese and crackers and then the islanders were telling us what they did with it. And it's un- unbelievable, the things that you can use it for. So um, one of the recipes that actually came off the island was an incredible pizza. Uh, it was... Um, suggested to us by the lady that ran ran the cafe at the market and uh, her name was also Jenny. She made this amazing pizza with caramelised onion and chicken, sour cream and thyme and using tamarind as a base. It's amazing. Um, Our most popular recipe, we we produce a lot of recipes to help people understand how they can use it. Our most popular would be our tamarind coconut fish florentine this recipe. This just blew me away. Thank you for <laughs> helpfully putting these in the post. I have them in front of me. So that looks like snapper on in, in that picture. I think it's a good big fleshy fish I can see. Um, fillets. And just tell me how you use the, the, the tamarind. and co- The coconut would temper it, I imagine. Give it a oh, nice creamy It's balance. lovely. Yeah, so you basically just have a baking dish. You put some cooked rice on the bottom. You put some spinach over the top. You put your fish pieces, any fish, over the top of that. And you're mixing um, some tamarind into a can of coconut milk with a bit of fish sauce. Pour that over and you end up with this beautifully baked fish and this incredible creamy coconut tamarind rice. And that's the recipe that people tell their friends about they make for their friends. It would be easily our most popular recipe. You use it as a glaze as well. So you can have I tamarind know. glazed salmon. And I've got, what else have I got here with a glaze? you got a ham glaze maybe? Yes. So, so that's a different product, yeah? No, well that's, no, it's tamarind Oh, you again. just use it's, it as a glaze. Yeah, but it's pretty simple. We're talking two ingredients, orange juice and tamarind. And just glazing your ham as you normally do but the tamarind and the saltiness of the ham really work together and people like foodie icon Lorraine Jacobs has called it the best and easiest glaze she's ever made and she actually said that of all the terrific glazes she's ever created during her writing career, food writing career this is the best and the easiest so you know we'll take that. You should take that yeah. it's the spare ribs I've got in front of me uh, it's a nice sticky 
Yeah. Can, can, does it help make them nice and sticky? It does help make uh, make them nice and sticky, and it caramelises beautifully. So um, spare ribs, chicken pieces, anything like that. Lamb is interesting because um, it's funny with lamb. You can it's slow roasted again, but you can go very light in your flavouring of it, uh, or you can get stuck right in. What does it do with a slow roasted lamb? What it does with lamb and any rich meats is that tanginess of the tamarind will help cut through the richness of the meat. And then obviously the chutney has this um, big, delicious flavour that it complements the lamb. Make it crunchy on the outside too, right? Crunch up? It's lovely. And we put it in the gravy too, so you've got that sort of lovely tanginess there too. Uh, That's a new recipe and we're getting rave reviews on that one as well. Also, bacon wrap meatloaf I'm seeing here, Korean sticky barbecue wins, it, it wings, and a tamarind salad. Where do you source the tamarind from? So the tamarind we use is Thai tamarind. There's a huge industry in Thailand. And so um, you can buy tamarind in New Zealand in various formats. You can buy those very weird fruit, which I think we sent you also. You can buy a block format where they basically take the, um, the date-like a fleshy part of the fruit and they compact it into a block and you can buy a puree. So we start with the block and from that block we need to turn it into a puree which we then um, add bits and pieces to and make a chutney out of. All right. So let's come back a little bit to your deciding uh, to to get involved hmm. with the business. Grant, it's um, what's it called? It's fast moving consumer goods, isn't it? FMCG. FMCG. And it's amazing how many people I've talked to who've been in that business. In other words, getting food moved around the country quickly and all the logistics involved and all the timing involved. Um, and then at some point go off and run their own little farm or, or, or take on their own business. Where were you both at where you decided this is it for us? So probably spin back about 10 years and Grant had been doing that multinational corporate FMCG thing for a while and he was just starting to mutter about having had enough and I was thinking, oh crikey, here we go. What a great line. He was starting to mutter. That should be a life stage. We don't need the midlife crisis. We just (laughs) need to mutter. We need to mutter and then do something about it. Well, he did mutter. He did mutter for a while. And and I think he had visions of quitting and um, wandering up the road to the cafe and having coffees and going for long walks and doing all that. And I was thinking, oh, gosh, I hope hope he works for a bit longer than quite like that corporate salary. Anyhow, he didn't. You know, he came home one day and said, I've done it, I've quit. I thought, oh, crikey. And he was just planning on sifting around, doing not much for quite a while. And literally the following week, he saw an advert on Trade Me for the Tamarind Chutney. And we kind of had a, oh, heck, we're pretty addicted to this product. We need to do something about this. And... It had been advertised on national radio. Um, We're here to help. Yeah, I think it was Jim Mora and Jenny had been on the show. There you go. And she had talked up the business and she had talked up that it was for sale. So whilst it was a very small kind of a business and a very small advert on Trade Me, it felt like most of New Zealand knew it was for sale and there were many other people like us that were fairly addicted to the product. So we didn't have it on our own. We... um, had some competition. Was there a stampede? There was a stampede. Of freshly oh. retired corporate types. To, yeah, to all buy rushing. The company. Absolutely. <laughs> and Wonderful. Jenny and Hilton were sort of swamped with people, and they, in this point, were in the eighties, 
and they did have um, somebody helping them kind of filter out some of the people. And for them, it wasn't only about the money. They knew they had something precious, and it was about the fit as well. And they wanted someone that they felt would um, respect the product and nurture it and understand um, how special it was. And we must have ticked the boxes. Um, you know, we had absolutely no cooking or commercial food manufacturing background, but we did have a passion for the product. We had a shared love of Waikiki Island. And I guess we had, um, <clears throat> excuse me, some small business experience plus some experience in food selling. Well, you won. You won the um, won them over. You were the successful uh, bidders, <coughs> so to speak. What's happened since, with respect to just um, growing markets or um, uh, diversification at, at all? Has it has it been a case of you had a robust business to, just to keep building, or have there been some innovations? Oh, we're not very good at innovation. We we think we've got a winner just like it is, and it's a guardianship of something that's already quite precious. So um, we haven't done much on that front at all, to be honest. Um, it was more about, I think, you know, Jenny and Hilton, like I said, were in their 80s at this point, and there was only kind of so much they could do. So um, they went to the Waikiki market. They were living back in Auckland at this point, but they went to the Waikiki market, and they would go along and sell their chutney there um, and didn't do much else with it. They had What they had done is they'd um, entered a uh, cuisine magazine um, food awards situation, and they had one an award there. So people did know about it a little bit wider, but it still wasn't really sold much off the island. So that was our first thing really, was to get distribution outside of Waiheke. So we basically um, approached a lot of food foodie businesses, more the food specialty stores than the grocery stores. And then the other thing that we need to do is get it into people's mouths because tamarind is still very unknown by many people. So our number one job is really to get it into the mouths of other people. So we go to a lot of shows. We do things like the Clevedon Farmers Market. We do all the food shows nationally. We do some of the bigger shows. So we do the field days, which is an epic show. We do the boat show. We do the caravan show. And it's really all about just being there, talking tamarind, letting people taste it, telling them how they can use it. Um, often just the food in their mouth is all they need to do, and they have a sort of their own oh-my-God moment and have a big smile and, you know, job done, really. Jenny, well done. Thanks very much for coming in. And all the best also. Uh, I know Jenny and Hilton will be listening in. It's great to hear um, a business going through a second generation and still going strong. Thank you very much. That is Cathy uh, Knight. Sorry, Cathy Knight and Grant Hunter. Uh, now the owners of uh, Jenny's Kitchen.